Welcome to Catching Up with the Commands podcast. My name is Dan C., joined by my beautiful wife, Sam C. Hi, guys. This is a podcast where we give our fresh perspective on all topics of life. We hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode of Catching Up with the Commands is brought to you by Weatherbeard Supply Co., your one-stop shop for all beard products. But did you know, on top of all of their beard care items, they also have some cool other products as well? Our recent love of all things hiking, we were just talking about that on our car ride before this, has really gotten us more into nature, and Weatherbeard is here for us with nature-inspired bar soap scents, awesome mountain logo shirts, camp-style mugs, and cork coasters. Use code DANCY10 for 10% off your whole order. Join us and embark on your adventure journey with Weatherbeard Supply Co. today. I like it. I mm. like you doing the intro. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today we are going to talk about people being selfish versus people being self-aware. Mm-hmm. We've seen this a lot lately, so we just kind of like wanted to address it. Yeah. So I think let's start with like, what is the definition of selfish and what is the definition of self-aware? Perfect. So I think like the definition of selfish would be Lacking consideration for others and thinking only of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And then on the other hand, self-aware is having the conscious knowledge of one's own character or feelings. Yeah, for sure. And I do think this is one of those examples that people mix the two up or they blur the lines fitting how they want to view a person or a situation, Mm -hmm. right? Like for selfish. That's more of a bad trait, yeah. right? If you're self-aware, that's a positive thing. But right, selfish like, is bad. Yeah, selfish is like bratty and inconsiderate. Right. And self-aware is like you know what your boundaries are and you're taking a stand with them. Exactly. It's your ability to take yourself out of situations that don't fit into those boundaries. Yeah. Right? You've clearly established yeah. your boundaries. And if you are self-aware enough to say, yeah, This is not going to be good for me. Mm -hmm. You can take yourself out of that. And I think kind of a good analogy, this one always hits me, of like blurring those lines and confusing the two just Mm -hmm. based on insecurities or however you want to paint the picture. It's just like the line between confident and cocky. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Right. Because that's very you. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And and I do believe in that, though. Right. I really believe it's it's valuable to be confident in yourself, right? We Mm -hmm. talk about uh, impressing that on our kids every single day. We're not the parents that beat them down and make them feel bad and stuff. And so we want them to be confident. Now, there are people that are insecure, people that are ignorant, people that just don't know the real situation because you don't really know inside someone's head. And they would say like, oh, you're cocky. And cocky is like, an inflated, like arrogant. yeah, an inflated view of yourself that's not based on reality. It also kind of parallels in like some selfishness, yeah. right? If we think about that, and so it's just like, well, that's just not the case, you know. And and people they'll put that on you, and that's my life, yeah. You know, that. I think a lot of people think that you're like really cocky, but no one really sees that. That's just. Your confidence. I, you yeah. are just the most confident person I've ever met in my life. There's just so many, ran- like, we're just different. Yeah. And people don't believe that you can be different. They have to think, like, there's something m- more to it. Yeah, Something right. more to it. And it's like, no, it's just not the case. And I think it's the same thing with selfish versus self-aware. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, uh, I don't think people think about it as much, right? Confident versus cocky yeah. is very common. 
I hear people calling selfish, but I don't often hear people being like, no, they're just self-aware. Right. Or I'm just self-aware. I, def- I definitely think that that term is like more nuanced. Yeah, I think so. And, yeah. and, and we are the epitome of nuance. We look at every <laughs> little situation and kind of speaking of situations, we'll actually kind of overlap with last week's episode a yeah. little bit here uh, to kind of get it started. So last week was kind of about like the stress of the holiday season yep. and holiday parties were a big part of that. Right. And I do think it's important to understand the difference of being selfish and being self-aware when it comes to parties. Right. Like if you don't go to a party or choose to go maybe to like your mom's family party over mm-hmm. your dad's or oh. something, then people say like you're selfish right. for not going to that. For sure. But in reality, it's like you're being self-aware because maybe there are people there that trigger you mm-hmm. or maybe your kid's nap time starts like right when the party starts. And that's more important to you than going to this family party. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And and, and if it's up to you. If you want to explain those things, that's cool. Yeah. And if they don't accept it, that's on them. Yeah, right. You know? And you don't owe it to them. You don't have to explain to anybody. Right, As exactly. long as you're doing it for the right reasons. And on the flip side of that, the bad side, is if someone says that they can't come and then you go turn around and say, shame on you, right? You have to go because this is family. Shame on you. Yeah. Like so-and-so hasn't been here in years. So-and-so hasn't been there in years. You don't know the reasons why. Right. You might make assumptions based on a small context uh, clues that you have, but that doesn't mean it's, it's selfish. That doesn't right. mean it's the truth. Right. And then it's like being self-aware would be them saying, I'd love to see you guys, but... I understand that you can't come. For sure, for sure. There's nothing wrong with wanting to see family, yeah. right? That's amazing. You cross the line when you guilt them for not seeing. Yeah, you like force them mm-hmm. into it. That's selfish. Yeah, I think 100%. that's absolutely the opposite. And of course, with that, they just don't understand. They just don't understand your boundaries. Mm-hmm. We talked about it with kids. Yep. When you have a, a strict nap schedule and, and, and they don't, understand that anymore they forgot about it then they're going to label you as selfish right and then if you're in this like process of changing your life over and becoming a more like self-aware person Mm -hmm. which we kind of are I mean we're at the the tail end of it I feel like but it's still newer to us like for example we quit drinking what 18 months ago yeah and people still it's like oh why yeah they just give like a negative it's the only drug on the planet where you have to explain why you don't take it. Yeah. Right. right. People think you're crazy. Right. Like, what do you mean? You're an adult. You're not going to go have drinks and watch the game. No, we don't really do that, you know? And it's, yeah. it's, I think when you're talking about like discovering yourself and changing the things, I think it's a big aspect of just breaking societal norms where mm-hmm. you feel like you have to do all these things because that's what you do, yeah. right? You have to go to all four family parties because that's oh what gosh. you do. You have to drink alcohol because you're an American. <laughs> that's what you do, right? Especially if you're Catholic. Yeah. And so you got to drink, <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, we just don't care. And the idea that people would think negatively about quitting drinking. It's so weird. So like we literally, I can feel the eyes. I can, I've heard statements <laughs> where we've been judged. By not drinking. 
Mm-hmm. Like if or you they go think t- you're like an alcoholic, like a recovering alcoholic. Right. Yeah, or something. I know. You almost feel the need <laughs> to explain. Like I didn't have a problem. Right. We just decided we didn't like yeah. it. But like, if you go to, I was already getting hangovers after yeah. one drink. Sorry. But if you go to like a party or something, no matter how fun you are, no matter how lively you are, if you turn down a drink, they give you like the party pooper eyes. Yeah. And you're like, they're like, uh, are you sure? Right. Like it, they <laughs> or just they just like keep offering it. Yeah. Oh. No. I don't want That's it. every party. Yeah, yeah every every single party. And so th- at the end of the day, being self-aware and understanding this is making the best decision for you and yeah. your family and yeah. your situation. Right. And I think that there are different parts yeah. to being self-aware. I agree. There are like different things that you have to think about if you're trying to become like a more self-aware person. Maybe Absolutely. if you're trying to like get away from being selfish or something. And I think the first one is knowing what you value. Ooh, yeah. Knowing your morals, your family, like decisions, your religion, knowing that sort of stuff and just getting it straight with yourself Mm -hmm. first, first and foremost. Yeah. But then also you can have that and like stand strong, but you also have to accept others' value others values as well yeah you know what i mean like that would be selfish if you don't for sure for sure and i think the less exposure you have to different people and cultures Mm -hmm. the more narrow-minded you're going to be on that i taught for 12 years coached for 16 in a very diverse school district yeah very diverse and i think that really aided in me seeing these different values and seeing the the different priorities i Mm -hmm. think that's what it comes down to right is what you prioritize And again, it's okay to have your priorities, let people judge what they would want, Mm -hmm. but also you need to hold that same true statement to yourself and let people have their priorities and let them do what's right for them. Right. You know, and that's really, really important. So I agree. I think values is a huge part. Yeah, for sure. And then I think the next one would be knowing what triggers you. Mm. Like, because when you're self-aware, you're aware of your emotions, you're aware you know, of your feelings towards other people or things like that. And then also you have to be aware of what triggers you, what makes you angry or upset, or even knowing the things that just put you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, for sure. So that's the the idea of like the topic and relating Mm -hmm. that is that if you are selfish, you are just simply thinking about your your individual everything. It's just you. If you're self-aware, you understand like, oh, that kind of situation is going to result in me being like this in a negative way, which I know will affect others in a negative way. Yes. And that's self-aware. That is not selfish to Mm -hmm. say, hey, I need to remove myself from this situation so I don't harm others down the road. And I would love to hear yours because I, and I would love to hear your thoughts because I don't know if I really have triggers. I don't know. You... Maybe, like, mentally you have them. Yeah. Like, privately in your body yeah. you have triggers, but you don't outwardly right. show, like, symptoms of being right. triggered by right. things. Yeah, I don't know if I just have naturally, I don't know, You're just Im- compartmentalized. I tell you this all the time. <laughs> you are just, like, an alien. Yeah. You're I'd, just different. Yeah, and I, <laughs> the weird thing with me is I don't know, like, 
what I do. Like I don't mm-hmm. process, like I probably do have triggers. I probably do something, but I'm not aware of it. It was like when I was teaching, I would just teach. I never, <laughs> it was kind of funny. My teaching program in college was kind of falling apart and they just <laughs> let me like write my own classes. Oh like I never had the teaching seminars. I never had the teaching classes. They just hooked me up with a middle school teacher and said, this is your professor, air quotes here, and just write like research papers. And so I got really good at researching, but that was about it. And so I would go into teaching. I am teaching and I would just do stuff. And then we go to like these meetings where they're going to train you. And I'm like, oh, I've been doing that for eight years. Right. And they just put a name to it. So I think that's probably one. So I'm not a great one to talk about triggers. Yeah. You, especially over the last six months, yes. have become like acutely aware of your triggers. Yeah. I am in the middle of my self-aware journey right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have a lot of triggers at the moment. You do. Yeah, I'm like, sure. yeah, I'm I'm hard into anxiety right now and stress. My triggers, I think the biggest ones would probably be like noises. Yeah, I mean, like if, if there are a lot of noises happening at the same time. Yeah, the biggest one's violet, but <laughs> like okay, like I wasn't gonna say it, but yeah, damn, that's not even close. Okay, it's ninety percent violet, and so yes, like, okay. To establish but that, <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're, we're, noises, of course. The kids yeah. getting crazy and all well, that. Well, even just like like we got a new van, mm-hmm. and when you get in the van and turn it on, the air goes up all the way. We haven't figured out how to turn that down. And so it's like if the kids are getting in the car and then the radio's on and the air's on high, it's like my brain cannot handle yeah. that. And my brain has the ability to say, ah, I don't like this. Okay. Next time I'm going to get into the van, I know this sound's going to happen. Let's push it to the side and not let it trigger me. Mm-hmm. And mine just nope. shuts off that trigger. It's wild. What like, about crowds? Wild. Do crowds trigger you? It uh, depends on the crowd. Yeah. yeah, it depends on the crowd. If I, you were to ask me if I like crowds, no. The answer <laughs> is no. But I don't think it's on any level compared to yours. Yeah. I'm, in mine, all this shit just like has popped up, I feel like, in the last year or so. But I guess after all of, like, the random crowd shootings or, like, yeah. parade shootings and stuff, I really, really got anxious and triggered by big mm-hmm. crowds. Yeah, that's definitely an anxiety yeah. aspect of it, for and sure. And then, obviously, when the kids are being crazy, that is a huge mm-hmm. trigger. And then also being late, because I'm a very early person. Like, for example, today we are at soccer 45 minutes early. Yeah. Like, that's... That's me, but yep. me too. With, by the way, yep. yeah. But with kids, sometimes they're like, "I gotta poop. I gotta can't find my shoes. I gotta do this. Where's my water?" Yeah, we just like it, we're late. Pretty rare. rare. I can't even name but, a time we've been late. But you get triggered with the thought of ever even possibly being late. Yeah, like I'm like, we're good. I got this. We're. I promise we'll <laughs> leave on time. And then yeah, you get going. No. And so, I would okay. I would rather like get ready, have all of our stuff ready, and sit there and wait until, like, 7 o'clock when we have to leave. Yeah. Instead of saying, like, let's just get ready to leave and not give extra time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that stresses me out. The the unknown is a trigger <laughs> for you. The yeah, unknown. Totally. I, I love walking in the unknown. I'm, I'm great with, <laughs> with walking in the unknown where, like, you and Jax, not so much. Me and no. Maddox and Violet, good to yeah. go. You know? Yeah, like, that's a fact. Yeah, for sure. So definitely there – and 
there's a lot. I mean, we yeah. could keep going. There's yeah. there's definitely more triggers on on different things that we could have. Um, a messy house is a massive yes. trigger for you. Like, yes. That's a really, really, really big one. And it used to be much worse, but and that maybe that came with our kids' age, like as they can clean up their own definitely shit. right because the cleaning up has like the it used to be entirely you yeah like i mean it was mainly yep. you and now it's kind of shifted to me and the boys on on a kind of more regular basis and mm-hmm. so but that's what this is about right you said this is about knowing your triggers right yeah and i think we both really know what to look for mm-hmm. like when i'm gonna be triggered it's like we both know and we both go into this like fixing mode oh i'm it's i'm an expert so yeah. <laughs> you're an expert at my triggers. Oh, a hundred percent. I don't you're even. You're probably better at it than I am. Yeah, I don't even say anything because <laughs> I don't need to because I know that like this is happening. Yeah. But I also don't try to fix the trigger situations for any kind of like credit or praise. Like, yeah. You'll notice, like I don't, I don't ever say anything. Like yeah. Ever. Like today was a really rough trigger day. For it was you. very bad. Like very very bad. But I snapped in. Yep. And tried to cure all the triggers and never <laughs> said a word. And uh, you didn't even realize for most of the time. I and didn't. <laughs> I was just, I had to lock myself in the bedroom and for that's, a while. And that's great. And that's fine. We've kind of worked it out and mm-hmm. figured out how we, we go about this. And with these, the whole concept, again, mm-hmm. is some people could see, right? Let, if I can break down an example for today. Violet and, and Sam, they are both females, right? Wild. <laughs> Thank now, you. <laughs> females when in my observation there's exceptions to every rule but all i can share is my perspective observations when females realize they're like bothering another female oftentimes they'll like subliminally go deeper (laughs) and they they do it i've seen it with you and violet i've seen it with other people with you and it's both Mm -hmm. ways but it it definitely is like (laughs) you feel like there's something there and then they you go deeper and it's like guys will cuss each other out punch each other in the face and then you move on you know but the girls and violet and sam they both go back and forth yeah and if violet feels like she's getting to sam she knows it buckle up because there is nothing and it's like a gloss over like i can get to violet any situation any day anytime but if she feels like she can get to Sam and, and like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it becomes a day. This and so, girl, though. And that was today. She yes. wanted to <clears throat> – and Violet had, like, her best day of all time yesterday. Yeah. And then today was, like, I'm going to – she saw a crack, right? She you, did. You gave her an opening of, yep. like, Violet, you're bugging me. And she was, like, ooh, okay, let's do this. What else can I do to get what under else? her and, skin? And it didn't matter if she was going to go. And yeah. so we get home. Sam – Walks in, doesn't say a word, locks herself in the room, like <laughs> locks the door. Now, but you you saw it coming. Oh well, this is the whole purpose yeah. about what I was gonna say is that is not selfish, right? You are not locking yourself in your room just simply to say like screw everybody. Yeah, I need to protect myself here. You need to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. The analogy that I always use in love is on an airplane. The oxygen mask go down. You need to put on yours before you can put on anybody else's. And so if you're not helping yourself in that situation, 
it's going to be really bad for the rest of us for an extended period of time. Right. Like I can't be a good mom or good wife if my mental space is not clear. Correct. And that's not selfish. It's not. That is self-aware. And I feel like so many people have to understand that, especially Mm -hmm. with moms, because our brains are going a million miles an hour. 100%. It's different. (laughs) And it was probably an hour today where you were in the room and and lounging maybe a little bit longer. But then after that, it just progressively got better and better and better and better. Because I I suffer from like the TMJ joint issue in my Mm -hmm. jaw. And when I'm stressed, it really comes out to the point where I could barely like talk this morning. I was like talking with my mouth closed. And I took my time away. I laid on my acupressure mat and I read a book. And by the time that I came back out to help get the boys ready for soccer, my jaw pain was gone. Yeah, literally. Like my body was like, you needed that. And I've been telling you, because Sam is all about fixing, right? I'm mm-hmm. going to fix this, want to fix that. And she's like, is it the food I'm eating? Is it this or that? And I said, no, like, no. I said, your jaw is 100%. It's not 99. <laughs> it's not 99.9. It's 100% related to your stress. And that proved it right yeah. there. Like it was immediate relief. You, yeah. you were you were good to go. So it's not selfish. Right. To take time for yourself. Right. And I, I think on this one, your your aspects of being triggered of like understanding yourself and understanding what's going on with you is so so important because and this is a huge thing that I think will lead into your next trait mm-hmm. and that is when you were talking earlier about your jaw and you like closed your mouth you weren't talking much i know there's a lot of insecure couples and people where if it was a guy or if you ro- reverse the roles if you're like that, you're not talking to me, you're really grumpy, right? Really, <laughs> Was real- I very grumpy today? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievably, yes. I take pride in never taking that personally. Yeah. I know I checked myself. I did nothing to add any yeah. grief to her day. I'm not going to be insecure and sit over here and be like, what did I do? What's wrong with me? What's going on? I've seen that happen where somebody's going to be self-aware. They're going to protect their own triggers. Mm -hmm. And then the person gets defensive. The person takes offense to it. I didn't get mad when you were in the room. I didn't get like snippy and attitude-y when you were like short and not talking much to me and were heightened with your your emotions Mm -hmm. of going on. I was able to say, okay, it's Violet. It's this. It's that. It's not me. And rather than being like, ah. My day's harder now. My day's worse now. Let me be pissy. Let me be. I'm like, nope, let's go and do it. Let's <laughs> let's literally clean the whole house to vacuum. Let's let's make sure Violet is silent. I got Violet silent yeah. for hours. I was like, surprised. Yeah. And it, it's, but it could have gone the other way. Yeah, you know? definitely could have. And on either side, I could have taken it personally or you could have let that bleed over into me. Yeah, right. right. And, and that's, I think, super important and goes to the next kind of trait after triggers right because at that point today for example when I wasn't talking it I was stressed out my jaw did hurt Mm -hmm. but also I was getting angry like at the kids and stuff and so like the next topic of self-awareness is emotions Mm -hmm. and knowing and being aware of your emotions right you have to know like what things make you mad and sad. Right. Find a way to get away from those or learn how to cope with them. Right. And it's important to know what those are because I think when people don't analyze what those are, mm-hmm. 
they do take it out on everybody. Yes. And you understand being selfless and, and the opposite of selfish, right? And, yeah. and being self-aware that, hey, I have these triggers going on right now. Mm-hmm. I have these negative emotions. Let's not let me take this out on the boys. Yeah. Because it's so simple to get heightened and then somebody who has nothing to do with the problem. They yeah. did not add to your negative aspect of what's going on at all. Mm-hmm. And then they catch the fire. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, and then you feel so bad right. afterwards. It's a vicious cycle. It is. Vicious cycle. And so understanding your emotions and what's causing them and then what would come about because of them, that is being a hundred percent self-aware. Yeah. And not even just only on like the mad or bad, Mm -hmm. like angry side of things. Like you also have to find out what sort of things make you happy or if there are people that you like to be around and they make you happy and calm, like find a way to do more of those things or be around those kind of people more. Yeah. And you got to explore like, and you'd had a couple rough weeks and, and I would ask things like, hey, you haven't really been listening to this music lately. Mm -hmm. Do you think that could be aiding in it? Or, hey, you haven't been doing this lately. And and you try to analyze those things, like you said, to understand what emotions you can have to bring you out of those spirals, which is super important. And then also, I think you really need to validate your emotions. What do you mean by that? Like, all humans have emotions. Mm -hmm. And you are 100% allowed to be mad and angry or sad, devastated, and cry. Like, we have these emotions for a reason. It's to show show our, our sympathy, empathy, our feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that you have to show them and get that out instead of bottling all that up inside. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And... Within the realm of still being able to control them, yeah. right? If uh, if you guys want to check out my Instagram, most of you probably know it already, but it's Dancy Bearded. I started a new segment where I have like, not I don't want to say like mean comments or yeah. negative. They're just comments that stand out to me. Oftentimes they're from a very negative, very rude <laughs> yeah. place. And my emotions that I could have and a lot of people would have is angry, yeah. right? You want to lash out. You want to get back at them. They left a nasty comment. Let's do a, a bigger nasty comment. Ha ha. Got them. You know, but for me, I try to turn it. And I, as we always say on this podcast, I literally try to analyze where does this come from? Yeah. Was it bad parenting that they had? Was it a relationship? Was it like uh social media that's that's twisting this is it insecurity is it low testosterone levels Mm -hmm. and so I think it is important to understand those emotions and then figure out where they're from because you said right everything's validated yeah I I could be angry at those people I guess I mean like you validate them in inside yourself like don't take actions I'm not saying like go do bad things if you're mad or whatever you gotta just say like oh that person made me so like fuck them right and then just go about your day you know but I think it's important to uh, to validate them at a deep level. Yeah. Why do I have these emotions? Mm-hmm. You know, if if this person is able to get me angry from an, an anonymous comment online, I don't think that that's an emotion I want to validate. You yeah. know, I want to take that deeper and understand why I'm getting angry at mm-hmm. this and, and going farther. But like you said, it, it is it is okay to have those emotions. Yeah. And, and this is coming from someone who doesn't have the widest range of emotion. <laughs> I mean, I do, I get as excited as anybody, you know, like mm-hmm. when there's something good, man, I, I'm jumping, but I do try to stay a little bit more baseline. And, uh, 
yeah, it's it's interesting to see, and everybody's different, you know? Yeah. Everybody's just wired different, mm-hmm. and so it's okay. And I hate, like, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people are like, oh, you have such a good life, you shouldn't be sad, or yeah. you shouldn't cry. It's like, you have no idea what's going on in mm-hmm. other people's minds, no matter what, you know, how much money they have, yeah. or their race, or their religion, or anything like that. Like, you have no clue. For sure. That's just not something that you should ever comment on yeah and as a teacher I had a lot of value in understanding this phrase this meant a lot to me with teaching 12 year olds a person's worst problem is their worst problem right yeah so a 12 year old if they break up in a relationship people are like our age or older are looking at that they're like honey you got the rest of your life ahead of you this is just a middle school boyfriend like you don't need to worry about that (laughs) it's not a big deal it's nothing to that kid, it's, it's, it's everything, everything. Mm-hmm. I was, I've done a lot of reflecting lately on like high school days and, and <laughs> stuff. Cause it was just like, why, why was I so concerned with everyone else? Yeah. Why was I making every action based on how I thought others would react? Not even how they did yeah. react, how I thought they right. were going to react. And then you think back to, it and you're like, oh, that was my entire world. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. You know, the cool kids in high school, you thought were cool for life. Right. And then now you look back and I'm 35 right. and it's, I'm a YouTuber, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> and it's, it's very interesting to see the people that we like idolize and be like, oh, that guy oh got my all gosh, the but chicks. I, I went down like a deep Facebook dive into like all the people I yeah. graduated with. And there were so many like ugly, homely <laughs> looking people. And it made me so happy. I was like, fuck you, Alyssa. <laughs> and, and that's partially not great. We don't, we don't advise. But if we're being human and we're being honest here, you, you've all done it. You've all taken a look. And so, all right, there's people at home right now. And I love, I probably do this too much, but I love putting myself in the perspective of the listener because uh-huh. I listen to podcasts all day. You know, you do too, but that doesn't even count because you listen to like stories of people killing each other. Yep. And I listen to like interviews and perspectives. <laughs> and so Just I'm like the one murder. that's listening that's like, no, 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 that's not how you think. Hey, what is going So I know what you guys are saying. There's people at home, they're like, okay, cool, Dan. Yep, we get it, Sam. Great, great perspective. But how? Yeah. How do I switch from being more more selfish mm-hmm. to being more self-aware. Hey, number one, step one is asking that question. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm being serious. That's like, where you got to start there. You have to ask yourself, am I selfish in this situation? Yeah. Or is there a greater cause to this? So for the people that are listening, what would you say? I think, okay. So I feel like I'm, I used to be selfish. Mm-hmm. Like when we first met, I think, Coming from an only child life. I was just going to say that. I was very selfish. In an only child life, you weren't rich by any means or anything like yeah. that. But you essentially got everything that yeah. you wanted. Yeah. Without. There was no. Yeah. I wasn't wanting for right, anything. Right. 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 And so I think that had a big part of it. That's uh-huh. just what you knew. Yeah. And it takes a lot of self-awareness to, to look, step aside and say, <laughs> Wait, that's not normal. Yeah. You know, that's not I normal get, life. I had a good coach. Right. Mm. <laughs> so, okay, okay. Continue. Okay. So, I'm I'm still currently working on becoming more self-aware. And I think maybe it's just it's not an overnight solution. No. It's oh, a no. journey. <laughs> it's you're not going to it's not going to happen in a week, you For know sure. what I mean? Like it's going to take a while. It's not some like hippy dippy bullshit. Yeah. You just but you really do just have to kind of like look inside of yourself Mm -hmm. 
think about like your inner emotions yeah. and then move on from there. So, I mean, it is a little hippy dippy, I guess, if you're. Yeah, it, but it's real. Like, I, it I is. feel like I it say, really is. I feel like I say stuff all the time and then, like, ah, it sounds corny or it sounds cheesy, but then I'm like, if you actually saw yes. how we are, it's real. Yeah. And when you're talking about that and you really want to analyze and look at yourself and say, like, hey, am I being selfish or not? When you have to admit that you are, it burns. Yeah. It burns. And I will say, when you were like, oh, I'm still on my journey, you've become so much more self-aware. I mean, it's oh, literally you. like leagues and leagues and leagues and leagues. Like you are one of the most self-aware people I know. And it's still still growing, right? Mm-hmm. And little small things. But I can see when the situations come up, when it's like you're defensive, you're defensive, you fight it, you fight it, you fight it. And then it's like a small light bulb, like mm-hmm. just like a, a dimming light. You just like click it just a little bit yeah. and you're like, shit. <laughs> you like see the Shit. whole progress yeah. like across yep. my face. Oh, I, <laughs> I know the whole thing. And sometimes it's in the moment more lately, which I'll say has been very, very, very welcoming, like very, very <laughs> nice. Normally it's a progression of yeah. a couple days, couple weeks, couple months, because we all have egos. Yep. You know, you don't want to admit that. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. No one ever wants to admit that and about it's, themselves. It's funny because I actually recently read a comment or something that someone had said about, um, gosh, what? I can't remember what they said, but it really resonated with me about saying sorry in the moment yeah. or saying like, you're right in yeah. the moment. And I, it stuck with me and I'm like, why did it take a quote right. when I've been telling I don't you that for Listen, 12 Linda, years? I don't know. Sam has, and this is just the upbringing. This is, this is part of that, like looking in. It was years before she could say sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was years. And then it was only in text message, mm-hmm. never in the moment, never, never in person. The you're right. We're still working on that one. That <laughs> one's still coming a long way, but you have been way better at it. There was a, a an example yesterday. And mm-hmm. so it's, it is coming a long way in the power of that, right? You can have a tense situation. You can have one where it's not, not great. Right. And then just simply the person saying, you're right. Yeah. You know, and. I, I've always taken pride in that. I've always been okay with, if you have something, I think I didn't remember what it was yesterday, but I had something like that too, where you're like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. I usually pause, collect my thoughts. Cause the thing I had to work on was I was too quick to respond. Yeah. I was way too quick to respond to the kids, to you, to any situation. Cause I like being definitive, right? I'm going to make a decision. <laughs> so I stop, take a breath. Nope. You're right. And then I move on mm-hmm. because it's very much human nature to get in a situation, realize you're wrong, and then we spin it. Yeah. We have to make like, it Oh, fit. I thought you meant something yeah. else. We have to fit we have to fit it into our narrative of why we thought that, or at least explain it. But it's so much more effective to just simply say you're right. As opposed to like the other example is essentially apologizing and then adding a but at the end. You know, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, but you were a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> that used to be my go-to. Yeah. Not like, but you're a bitch, right. but like the but. A hundred percent. Or yeah. like you say, like, I'm sorry you feel like that. Right. That was. That's not a sorry. Had, I still might use that you sometimes. You had a big, fr- a big <laughs> face of that one. She would know she's wrong and then she would drop that one. But I'm it sorry really, that you're feeling like I'm being a bitch. Damn. Yeah, it's, it's come a long way. For the record, I've never called Sam a bitch. Never. Never once. I, I don't do that. We don't do that. We don't have 
any traditional fights like that. It, no. it doesn't happen. We don't scream. We don't call each other names. Uh, it Never. Just literally does not happen. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely a very, very long process. Yeah. It's a painful process. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, is it worth it? And, so worth it. And again, just even down to just simple things of it doesn't have to be that deep. You can just simply start asking yourself, like, what triggered why why was I a bitch yesterday? Yeah. And then look at it and be like, Oh yeah, there was the vacuum and then the kid was ruffling the the cereal box with the <laughs> bag inside and then the neighbor dog was going crazy <laughs> and stuff. And then you're like, That makes sense. Right. Like in stressful situations, it's easier to go into selfish yeah. mode and like try to protect yourself which might result in being mean or something. But then you have to stop and ask, like, why? Mm. Why was that doing that? Real quick example. This happened the other day where you didn't really know why, Mm -hmm. but it was so helpful for you to communicate it. We, for whatever reason, why is putting furniture together so triggering to everyone? I don't know. So triggering, right? They always say, like, "Eh, if you want to end a relationship, build Ikea furniture together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam was doing it herself. Mm -hmm. Something must, if if Sam's building something and it doesn't go the way she envisioned beforehand, (laughs) all the wheels fall off. That happened the other day. Sam was doing stuff, and then she came to me and goes, and this was the exact quote, I don't know why, but I went into extreme fight or flight. Yeah. And you were able to process that. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's easy to go into selfish mode because your body is like, survive, survive, survive. Because yeah. you got to think, what is stress? Stress comes from biologically way back in the day. We were living in caves. We were traveling in tents, chasing our food. Well, you were exposed. There mm-hmm. were saber-toothed tigers. There were other tribes over there. And so if there was something around you that was making noise, that yep. was somebody else, you started to get anxious because your life depended on right. it. What happens when you're anxious? Your adrenaline boost. You can do things that you can run faster. You can mm-hmm. be heightened with your senses. Yes. So if you are going into that tribal mode of survival, if your senses are heightened, every sound is a little yeah. bit more triggering. It's- and I actually have it happening right now yeah. because I can, lately I've been able to feel it in my ears. Yeah. My like inner ear will like twitch. Yeah. And like you were saying, when they were cavemen and some, your ears probably did do that to Literally. try to hear like behind L- you and shit. Literally. You heard, you listened for twigs breaking. Yes. Not radios by the neighbor, yep. not these things. And that's when you stop and you think about it, at least for us. That helps us process it's it. It's so helpful to know why yeah. things are happening. Like you said, yeah. you could have just been like, oh, this furniture is so fucking triggering. And, yeah. blah, blah. and you're like, you actually said, I just went hardcore into fight yeah. or flight mode. Yeah. And it was like, all right, what can I what right. can I do to help get her out of that? Right, because instead of blaming me, yep. you know that I'm not fucking trying yeah. to, I'm not trying to be a bitch or I'm nope. not trying to feel stress like it's just my body's betraying me you know what I mean but that's only possible because number one you communicate it yeah and number two you've made strides to really get there Mm -hmm. you know if if it was earlier on that's not going to be possible I'm not going to be able to give you that benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. and how many couples out there do yeah you know and so I think that's really important really really important it really helps you like think more about yourself too when you are in those kind of situations yeah and and I pride myself in knowing 
the things or the foods or the situations, how they make me feel. Like, yep. for example, I keep a food journal yeah. right now because, you know, I'm on this journey. I don't even know what to call it. But yeah. I keep a food journal, the different foods, how they make me feel, or if something happened that day and how that made me feel. Mm-hmm. And that has helped so much just becoming aware of, like, okay, look at I wrote down, like, feeling kind of bitchy after yep. lunch, like – Maybe it was from that extra caffeine I had mm-hmm. or something like that, or the, the taquitos that aren't yeah. very healthy, you know? Well, especially when your body goes into survival mode, like time and memory just don't exist. Yeah. They just go away. Yeah. And it's very similar to me live streaming. When I live stream, I'm in the zone. I'm in the moment. I'm myself, and I'm bringing it, but I don't remember everything. Like, I'll, I'll come back the next day, and someone's <laughs> like, dude, when you said that, I'm like, I don't remember saying that. You just black yeah. out. Yeah, and, and then I go back and watch the stream, and I'm like, oh, dang, I did say that. That's wild. <laughs> well, the same is with your situations. You would act a certain type of way, mm-hmm. and you don't even remember it. No. You'd be like me, writing those things down in the moment, mm-hmm. you're able to go back and be like, okay, that makes sense, and you can process yeah. it. And I think actual the physical act of writing it down yeah. is so therapeutic to it you. It is. It's like you're releasing it. Yeah. You're saying not, like, okay, I was a bitch. Now be gone. <laughs> not <laughs> typing, but writing. Yeah. Physically There's writing There's something it. about writing. Mm-hmm. I write all my notes. Yeah. I'm surprised that you don't, but your writing is really shitty. So yeah. Maybe you true. just can't, couldn't read it. No, I have freak memory. You do. stuff. I yeah. have to write notes. If you go into my office right now, there are legitimately four notebooks yeah. with current things. In right, it. right. I have to write everything down. Yeah. And that's just, again, being self-aware. And I would even teach my students about that. And we go over all the stats of like writing a note and how you process it. Like I just finished uh, finishing 12 Days of Beards Mess, yeah. right? And I do a history lesson every day, like a seven to 10 minute history lesson. And it's straight off the top of the dome. And it's from, <laughs> I write my notes on my phone. So I'm not oh. even physically oh, writing it. Oh, that gives me the cringes. Yeah. And when I'm going through the, the video, I don't look at it. I don't have notes. I don't have a teleprompter or anything like that. It's just off the top. Ooh, I feel I, like you should. Should get a telegram. No, because then you get robotic and you're not able to put personality. You don't want to talk it. like a newscaster. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I am much, and this again is is being self aware. I'm much more off the cuff. I'm much more throw yeah, me in. You are. You need structure. You I need, need writing notes. and yeah. stuff. And so that's been awesome. And I've been proud of like how consistent you are. You are Thank with you. it. Yes, you, the longest I've been writing in I was a journal. Just gonna say like you don't always stick with these things. Yeah. And and with this one, you really have and. It's so valuable, and you've been diagnosing things that have worked that have been triggers like apples. Who the heck would have thought an apple a day keeps the doctor away? Not for me. No, 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 no. An apple a day keeps Sam hangry all day. (laughs) It's actually, so it's fructose. Correct. But, Not just apples. But apples but were like, I was eating a lot yeah, of apples. So crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy. Okay, okay. So I think that another thing that you have to think about are, like I said earlier, the people that you're around. Yeah. Like, for example, if I'm around my mom too much, love you, mom, you're the best. But if I'm around my mom too much, our personalities, my mom and I are like Violet and I. I was just going to say, this is... This is definitely a thing that yeah. I see way more common with females. Yeah. Where if they are around each other, even if it's not anything, I don't know why. it just starts to clash. It's some sort of like uh-huh. genetic There's thing. Something. Yeah, it's like There's uh, something, right? And I want to be the female leader or yeah. something. There's a hundred percent. Definitely. It's like an like alpha, that. beta, something. Yeah, yeah, but I'm if I'm around her too much, the nasty side of me comes mm-hmm. out. And so like sometimes 
I have to tell myself, like, okay, like, take a step back. For sure. And, and with ahead. that, too, it's like an example. We just got back from Maddox's uh, super wide tryouts. Mm -hmm. He made the top team. Woo! Woo! The parents that were surrounding this, and I don't know if there there was like 250 kids there. Mm -hmm. So there's lots and lots and lots and lots of parents. And it's in a wealthier area than we live. They were atrocious. Some of the <laughs> worst yes. parents I've ever been around. Yes. We could sit there and just soak it in and cry and complain and bitch. We just separate ourselves. Yes. We're not introducing ourselves. We're not talking to people. We're just going to separate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we do that at other sporting events. If we need to step and sit on a different section, yep. we do because we know what those other people do to us. Yeah. And so we remove ourselves rather than like arguing and you stop that. You yeah. fix that. You do. No, we're just going to remove like ourselves. You can just be a dick down here mm -hmm. yelling at an eight-year-old soccer game right. and be fine with yourself. And we'll sit down here. I even brought my loop. Uh, earplugs yeah. to the yep. to the tryouts yep. in case the parents were still behind us. And that's not selfish. Right. Take care yes. of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of mm -hmm. those priorities that we talked about earlier. There is a big reason on, on all of this. Yes, and you have to know that cutting out toxic things, people, whatnot, is not selfish. It's okay. It's okay. We are here. The commands are here to tell you that it is okay mm -hmm. to cut things out that and make you feel bad. The more you do this, the more you're going to feel in control. Mm -hmm. And the more you feel in control, you're going to be able to reach your goals, whatever they are. And yep. you're going to know why you feel that. It's Everyone knows when they're grumpy. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows when they're sad or mad. But you're going to know why. And everybody that is in your life should be able to be contributing to you trying to find that that peace, trying Definitely. to find that that control. You know, it's it really does help you out. And I think it helps you also. You're able to have a better perspective of others and their feelings oh. when you understand your own feelings mm -hmm. and your actions and things like that. Like, you're really big on that right oh. now. Like, just saying, inst like me, if someone says yeah. something bad, Instantly, I'm like, fuck you. Always. And you're like, oh, I'm so sorry that you had a bad day. Yeah. Oh, I always tell you, I'm like, you're too nice. Well, I zoom out. And you I'm do. Like, you're so good at that. I'm like, what is the benefit of me saying fuck you yeah. in this situation? I'm going to get in a fight. I'm going to beat a guy <laughs> up. And I'm going to get arrested. And that's not great. Yeah. Right? Or I can say, it doesn't actually matter in my life right mm -hmm. now. So let me try to figure out why you're like this. Yeah. And I love that perspective. Now... You ready? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we want to give a very specific example of selfish people because a trait of being selfish mm -hmm. is being narcissistic. Yes. Now, I'm talking about clinical narcissism. Yeah. I'm not talking about someone blurring the lines of confident and cocky. Yeah. People like to blur that. A narcissist is someone who does things to benefit themselves without thinking about how it affects others. Yep. Not in a positive or negative way. Mm -hmm. If they do something positive for their family, it's not about benefiting the others. Yes. It's about benefiting 100%. themselves. And I struggle with this one because, again, I am a very confident person. Yeah. But almost all of my joy does is dependent on doing things for others, mm -hmm. right? Like being able to tell Maddox he made that soccer team yeah. today and tell Jax he's getting Pokemon cards. Like, that's the coolest feeling in the world. Mm -hmm. The coolest feeling in the world. I absolutely love that. But a narcissist is going to just simply 
do what they think is the best for them. Mm-hmm. And it's so, and this is the key. It is so manipulative. Yes. They very. manipulate. I don't think you can be a narcissist unless you're manipulating the people around you. Mm-hmm. And like, what are some of like the mindsets of a, mar- of a narcissist? So I feel like they're like, it's my way mm. or the highway. Right. They, you don't get a say in this. It's only what I say. Right. If you're, if you're triggered and you're going through something, mm-hmm. a narcissistic spouse would say like, get over it, bitch. Like <laughs> you're, you're grumpy. <laughs> we got a day. Get over here. You know? And it's like, this is how I deal with it. So yeah. Yeah. Or they're up. like, what's in it for me? Oh uh, yeah. Right. Like, what am I getting out of this right. situation? Well, if I go clean the house and handle Violet, are you going to, and then you like bring those yeah. things up. Yep. Like that's so wrong, so wrong. And one that I've really found is in the same kind of situation, a narcissist does not take criticism well. No, not at all. And this is tough, right? Because I think there are people who are not narcissists that don't take criticism well. And I think it's a learned skill to take criticism, Mm -hmm. right? That's kind of your journey, right? You've really, and we've taught, you and I have personally talked about this where your childhood has brought a lot of reasons why you don't take criticism well. And we've addressed that and we're working through it and, and going farther on it. And a narcissist, your input to me, if I'm a narcissist, just mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Like yeah. you're you're so below yeah. me. Why would I listen and to you? And they're not they're never gonna fix themselves no. until they want to. Until it's <sighs> their idea. Can they? Do narcissists know. come back around? I I hope so. I really don't know. I don't know either. Like if it's clinical I like, hope that that you can <sighs> undo your narcissistic yeah. tendencies. And with that we do have a friend mm-hmm. who I believe, just my non-professional observation, yep. it seems like a full-fledged narcissist. Yep. And when we talk about coming around, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's true. Like, when we thought there was rock bottom, yeah. they went down to a new layer of sediment. Yeah. And a new layer. <laughs> and a new layer. And a new layer. It was They're a goddamn- core. It was an Antarctica, like, <laughs> core sample. And they, like, hit the, the earth. They hit the yeah. magma. So, we have a former friend mm-hmm. who got really into prescription drugs. To a very, very, very scary level. And we found out that this person was- a very selfish, narcissistic person. Mm-hmm. And that came out even more oh. after s- some certain incidents happened. Yep. And I, it's just, it's so, I cannot wrap my head around drug addiction. Yeah. I can't. We it, haven't experienced it. We haven't. Nope. Alcohol addiction was in my family. And from my perspective, that was a choice that those people made to put themselves in that situation and ruin their lives like that. And so for me, drug addiction is the same thing. And I just, I cannot fathom losing all the things that, that this person, this friend of ours did by something that they chose. And, and the choices were, Really strong on the manipulation. Yes. They, and it's, this was 100% conscious. They put together these beautiful stories of every direction of the people in their lives and they pitted them against each other Mm -hmm. so they could not talk. 
Yes. Right. How do you start to see somebody's yes. going through a drug addiction is one party notices it and talks to the other party. Let's say it's somebody like a best friend notices some things, but then the wife also notices some mm-hmm. things. The best friend and the wife get together and say, oh, wow. Well, if the best friend is always being told the wife is the problem, the wife is yep. this horrible human and atrocious stories. But then on the flip side, the wife is told that other situations, maybe not necessarily the best friend, but situations around the friend mm-hmm. is is the problem. You I, in a situation like that, you can't go to the wife and say, right. hey, he's acting really strange, but he told me you're a crazy person and this <laughs> or that. Like you you don't do that. No. You know, that's not a real thing. And so it's and so tough. We got duped. Big we got time. straight up manipulated straight up and it's so sad and it's it's terrifying Mm -hmm. too that it came so easily and so quick so we think quick there's probably actually we do know there's a past there before that we didn't know about it's it did seem so quick so easy and the downside of it so drastic so quick in a snap you guys i'm Mm -hmm. talking a snap, a 10-minute period of time yes. where there was a bajillion horrible decisions made leading up to that. But in a 10-minute period of time, they lost their house, mm-hmm. their kids, mm-hmm. their wife, their family beyond that had yep. turned on them, their job, yep. their friends, their hobbies, their ability to go out in public. Yes. Like everything in a quick snap leaving a wake of destruction behind to everyone in their life that air quotes they loved. Right. You know, and it, it was very, 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 very difficult. And the drugs were yeah, were driving this, you it's, know? It's the highest form of selfishness for me, what this person did, not only to the people like around them, but all I think about are his kids. Yeah. Every single day I think about his kids. And the selfishness is really, really tough because in the lack of of self-awareness, this is literally what this episode's about, is people tried and tried and tried. Mm -hmm. I personally tried three times in three very different ways and broke it down and gave the easiest outs of all time. The easiest outs, right? The first time being like, hey, I will take you out of state. We'll mm-hmm. go to rehab. We'll get you help. I will do whatever. No one's going to know. America loves a comeback story. Everyone loves to see someone overcome adversity. We have friends in our life that were addicted, addicted to drugs, yeah. made horrendous decisions, mm-hmm. felonies, all these uh, unbelievable things, and then are now some of our favorite people on the planet. Yes. But they admitted it. They knew it. Mm-hmm. They sought help for themselves. And they they made attempts to become more self aware, and they're yeah. very self aware. Oh, like if you 100%. talk to our, our friends now, they'll tell you every downfall, mm-hmm. every mistake, everything that triggers them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this selfish person literally said, "I am not that." Yeah, and I, we we no longer talk to this person, but from what we know about the situation, and it's a, a lot. A lot. We most know everything. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. He has not changed. Oh, it's bad. He cannot admit to the things that he has done or admit to, I don't know, his failure. Big, small, medium does not matter. Nothing has ever been his fault. 
everything is everyone else's fault. There have been no apologies none, given as far as I know. None to us, at least. None to the kid. Nothing acknowledged. And it, it was, and again, this isn't like, oh, man, they slippery slope. They got on some, like, very poor. And we we would probably never even be able to go into the, the depths of this. Uh, but just know this is this is heavy and loaded. And it is truly, truly the situation of selfish or self-aware. And for the people out there that have been in these situations or, mm-hmm. or been there and, you're, and they're thinking, hey, no, you don't understand drugs. You don't understand. You're right. We're sharing our perspective on this, but also trust us. You guys know us. There's a lot more to this yeah. that you would be utterly disgusted on. And yeah. so it's, it, I'm letting you guys know this is the epitome of that selfishness. I just keep thinking that like maybe all of this wouldn't have happened if he was more self-aware in the beginning. Like maybe it was like, Maybe his relationship wasn't good or mm-hmm. his marriage wasn't good or something like that. And that kind of like led it oh, that 100%, way. hundred percent. But like if he were more self-aware, it would be like, let's not try to mask this. Let's oh, try to fix it. hundred percent. We're it's, not going to ruin our whole fucking life. It's the societal norms. Yeah. You stay married. You have a great relationship. Mm-hmm. You go to church. You live this pristine life. And it's that understanding of not being able to admit that stuff is not perfect. Yeah. That stuff is not all together. That led to the masking. That led to trying to numb the symptoms yeah. of the triggers yeah. rather than addressing the triggers themselves, a.k.a. the U.S. medical system. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's another future, one. Future podcast there. But I think, like, in the end, to kind of wrap it up, it really just, like, comes down to being a good person. Even if you don't take any steps towards becoming, you know, more self-aware, I think if you want, simply stop and ask yourself if you're being a good person to those around you Mm -hmm. and more importantly, to yourself. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is spot on true, you guys. It is not selfish to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to address the things that are bringing you pain and anguish in your life. Mm -hmm. If you do that, the others will benefit. If you try to mask that, you're going to ruin everything. Truly, truly. So we can't wait to hear what you guys think. (laughs) Truly cannot wait to hear what you guys think on this one. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. We hope that you guys were able to relate to some of the stories, mm-hmm. even if it was painful. Man, this one, I, I really feel like this could be the most painful one when, when people aren't used to practicing being introspective yeah. and owning it and admitting it. It burns. It still burns it for both yeah, of us. It's we've, not fun. And if you're listening to this and you're maybe like grumpy about it yep. and you're like, oh, then maybe they're talking about me and my yeah. type of person. Like we've been there. Yeah. I was a very, very, very selfish person. Like, I've been there, so I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's it's tough. It it really hurts, even the little ones, even the little things. So just take a chance to think about it. Maybe it opened your eyes. Maybe maybe it opened your eyes to others. Yeah. You can you can understand and process and have perspective on why somebody else is acting a certain way. So with all that said, Make sure you guys check out Weatherbeard Supply Co. Use discount code DANCY10 on your order. And I will say to add in here too, the owner, Corey and Hannah, 
are some of the most positive people mm-hmm. in the world. Corey's one of those people where it's like, you can't possibly be that positive. He is. <laughs> he, he just is. So this is a company that would fully, fully live what we're talking about here. So Dancy 10 will save you guys uh, some money and it will support this podcast. We are 17 episodes in ah. and we're just getting started, you guys. Happy holidays to everyone. Happy and we'll holidays. <laughs> and we'll see you next Friday for the new episode. Ta-ta.